The Critical Hit Podcast is meant for adult audiences, not necessarily mature ones. Nonetheless, the following content isn't meant for the young ones. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Critical Hit and um, part two of our Pokemon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am Red King, and with me always is Crimson and Chrono Warden. Hello, hello. How's it going? Uh, tonight, we are trying Lion and Kugel's Chocolate Dunkle. Chocolate Dunkle? <laughs> all right, I, all right. I knew that was going to happen. Kugel, Chocolate Dunkle. As the guy who took German for five years. Oh, it's German. <laughs> Chocolate dongle. <laughs> and we are going to be wrapping up our Pokemon Scarlet and Violet special. Uh, we had a chance to play the game, and uh, we're going to give you our thoughts. Uh, are you guys ready? Yes. We are ready. Uh, we are Critical Hit. This is Chocolate Dunkle. Dunkle. Yourself. <laughs> Cheers, bros. Let's go. Cheers. Cheers. Let's go. That tastes like chocolate milk. Ooh. That I just drank chocolate milk. Ooh. <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> so, on. so hold before, on, hold on, hold on. Let's obtain this. That's a six. Oh. It is happening. So we've broken. We've broken the fives. <laughs> That's. Incredible. Are you actually, are you going to drink it? I don't know that I'll drink the whole thing, but I'll sip on it. Oh, <laughs> We're making waves! Yeah, we made it. Um, shit. So I'm going to, I'm going to vote that. It's a weird eight. So it's an eight because of how, <clears throat> um, you know, it's very chocolatey. Yeah, it's like, that's the thing, right? I'm still getting a little bit of the, like, beer, but it's more, way more chocolate. Yo, that is carbonated chocolate milk. I didn't yeah. think I would ever go for it's, that. It's like Hershey's special dark chocolate. Milk. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what it reminds me of. So here's me, the like. funny part, right? I don't actually necessarily like dark chocolate, and I don't really like beer. This actually tastes better than both. That is fucking amazing. Let's go. So here's here's the thing. I gotta I gotta give it a number score. I gotta give it a number score, but I feel like I'm just spamming high numbers at this point. Because <laughs> he likes every fucking Well, so that's the thing, right? You really do enjoy drinking beers. I do. <laughs> I don't. This is my highest rated one so far. Yeah. Like, that is insanity. This, besides Pumpkinhead, is the only one I've taken multiple sips of. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate this, but I'm going to explain this. Well, he said a weird eight. So yeah. I'm going to kind of... Aaron, it's it's another ten. So here's what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> hold on. Wow. Hold on. <laughs> here's what I'm saying. This the reason why I'm gonna give it a ten is because it has set out to do a specific thing and it has done it astoundingly. He's but, right. I I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> like it is not a weird chocolate beer. It is like, like like you said, it's it's kind of like chocolate milk. It's like dark chocolate chocolate milk, and it's delicious. Like. So everything it's set out to do, it's done perfectly, so I feel like that warrants its end. <laughs> so let's talk stats. Um, 43 IBU. So it actually 
it's calling itself somewhat bitter. Well, I mean, dark chocolate is inherently bitter. Right. Um, but, I mean, to me, like, it, it has none of the bite of, of a... Uh, I mean, it's a lager, so we're obviously... We're, we're in that drinkable, crushable um, territory where it's not... It's not jumping out crazy when right. it comes to the uh, to the bite of it. Um, yeah, a completely chocolate flavored lager. Which I, I mean, who would have? Now, when I saw it, because uh, it's my fourth set. That's crazy. <laughs> so this is going crazy. This is going absolutely insane. Because nowhere on this can does it state anything else besides just chocolate, uh, cacao nibs. Yeah. Everything chocolate, and it's yeah. chocolate and delicious. This dude is definitely from, uh, or his family at least, is from uh, some kind of German territory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we are, uh, we're sipping at a 5.5 alcohol by volume. So it's, it's an easy drink. It's a <laughs> lager. It is light. It is fucking chocolatey. I might also be biased because I'm already one tall boy deep. <laughs> Listen, we we tend to pregame before this. That's true. That's true. Uh, that's kind of the that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. We so we'll eh. we'll talk a little bit about uh, about the the brewers. So this is it's actually like you know it's I think one of the most commercial ones that we've tried so far. Um, yeah, but I've never heard of this brand. So in 18, but I'm not a uh, beer drinker, so. So in 1867, the that, line in Kugels. There you go. Uh, <laughs> was founded in uh, Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Okay. Chippewa okay. Falls. <laughs> no, that's there's like a whole big thing. There's a reason why it's like the Minnesota Vikings and stuff, because yeah. that's like that Scandinavia and Germany and that area. They kind of all like settled out there. Okay. Okay. Fair. So it's it's kind of a it's uh, it's an old brewery, but it's um it's getting its spread. It's and it's um so it came out uh, kind of everywhere with its offering. It was like a, a might have been five or six years ago to be like really proper with it but um it was a summer shandy mm -hmm. and uh i do like summer shandies. i did not realize yeah because they are pretty much everything they make generally seems to be good yeah and it's um flavorful and sweet stuff so they have like um they have a berry mm -hmm. a berry shandy they have a, a lemon <coughs> shandy um this I mean, this chocolate dunkel was, I mean, dumbest fucking name I've ever heard. <laughs> well, so dunkel is just dark. Uh, so it is actually dark chocolate? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so it's so, really not that dumb. <laughs> a, a quick little Google Translate could have helped me. A Google. Avoid just this. Um, so we are couple of things we are back from the um from the thanksgiving break we have had um i say we have had time to play it um <laughs> <laughs> but 
let's talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So I'm just gonna before we begin, before we go <laughs> straight into it, I'm just gonna run a little bit of stats. Mm -hmm. So in three days, it sold 10 million copies. Yeah, and it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it is the uh, it has set the record for the fastest selling Nintendo game. This this is it. Uh, it is. They just know it accounted they know over that weekend, over its release weekend. It accounted for ninety six percent of um, all physical game sales in Japan. Yeah, it was big in the UK too. Ninety six. Yes. <clears throat> it was the fastest wow. selling game in the UK too. So here, here's that's um, incredible. So that's wow, absolutely good insane. Good for them. The uh, we'll talk a little bit about. It's like my least favorite metric to mention, but it's like it's reviews, right? Yeah. Um, the Metacritic um, quantified number, right? Yeah. yeah. Is uh, seventy five for a meta score, and uh, about a uh, two point five out of ten for a user score. Two point five out of ten. Uh, yeah. Are we playing the same game? <laughs> right. So. Um, the biggest complaints that are coming from these low scores mm -hmm. are um, graphical and technical complaints. Gr a lot of glitches. I've seen clips and stuff. I haven't experienced any myself. That's what I was going to say, right? So I personally, um, I, I played, I put hours into it, not as many as I thought I was going to be able to because breaks aren't breaks. Um, <laughs> Vacations are always stressful. Yes. <laughs> so I've experienced uh tech like as far as technical issues <laughs> it's completely flabbergasted by the uh <laughs> the beer, who the fucking I'm, I'm seeing the puzzle book on his face. It, it might be going up to a seven. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> I'm, uh, so the the only technical issues that I've dealt with with, with the Pokemon experience has been connection stuff because mm -hmm. like I want to play the multiplayer stuff and it, and even sitting in the same room it's been weird like sometimes right, it'll but... just completely drop right out. Oh no, because we're on the local, not even on the internet. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, that's rough for me. So here's the thing. I'm gonna give it a pass on a couple things. So the connection issue, right? It's also a launch game. We are one weekend, if we're being real. Okay, um, but my problem with that is is that Sword and Shield didn't have these same issues within a week. But Sword and Shield was also not nearly as ambitious as this game is, in, in a general sense. So, I like to... So, I've had this, um, I've had this thought with, um, with the Wii U moving into the Nintendo Switch. I don't even call it the Wii U. I call it the Nintendo Switch... Um, market research edition <laughs> and, and i think like we had a situation with rcs i love rcs and uh i think like i kind of wish that there was more stuff that happened from rcs going into uh scarlet and violet but i count it as pokemon scarlet and violet market research edition uh -huh. and um, yeah i mean Oops. it it managed to take everything that was good from that game and uh, continue it. And 
I mean, there there were, you know, the graphical issues, right? Um, it's it's a switch. I, it's old hardware. So yeah. I think that um, a lot of the a lot of the complaints could be mitigated by the fact that you need to stop pretending that the Nintendo Switch is a graphics console. Yeah, it, like, it's you gotta know where it's punching, right? So it's it's a handheld. If we're keeping it in a buck, it's a handheld, and we haven't seen anything really crazy revolutionary aside from general st- stability because the PlayStation Vita had okay but rather, the Steam Deck is doing pretty good the Steam Deck is doing fine but, but it's also brand new it, the Switch is five years old and and that's what I'm saying and I feel like when somebody <clears throat> makes the first move you then have everybody else who can look at what they did and be like well there's this technology out on the market now and it's advanced this much so we're going to take it and we're going to market ourselves as the best new well that's the key thing is new you you of course going to have advancements you know so um obviously this game has been repeatedly making news obviously uh 10 million copies in 3 days is not a freaking sneeze at uh, right yeah the, the last game I think that I heard numbers like that for was like New World by Amazon, but that died very quickly. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it is, it is the worst reviewed, this worst user reviewed Pokemon game in mainline series history. Right. It is. Um, I can't help but feel like that's that's gotta be some trolling, man. I'm not gonna lie. It's gotta I'd be. say there's probably some of that, but there is also the fact that you have a lot of people that are probably because as we discussed in the previous episode, Sword and Shield is the second best selling Pokemon game to date. Mm-hmm. And that game had a lot of polish to it. But here's what I'm saying. Not judging now, <laughs> I'm not trying to say my opinion is the last opinion, but I have not liked Pokemon for a long time now. The last game that I played in earnest was Black 2 and White 2 on the Nintendo DS. Mm -hmm. Every subsequent Pokemon game, I picked up, started, and put it down immediately. So, um... Yeah, but you said you didn't play Sword and Shield. Um, Sword and... Or, excuse me, um... No, no, I didn't play Sword and Shield at all. Actually, no, no, you're right about that. Um, so you... Um, the one other thing about, uh, about the headlines, uh, we'll wrap up the, we'll wrap up the, the good, bad, and ugly, the, the bullet points is that supposedly, um, Nintendo had been issuing refunds, which, you know, we've got, we've gotten into this, uh, we've gotten into this point in game releases where same thing with CD Projekt Red and, uh, Cyberpunk when you start to, even even if you issue one refund, the news will say that they are issuing refunds and that the game is now a failure. Yeah. Um, Nintendo started by uh, N- Nintendo started by initially um, more or less denying. Any claims that there were technical issues that were just so bad that they had to start issuing refunds to players. And then uh, they later 
changed stance slightly in saying that, you know, there are, you know, there are some issues with the game. They're working on patches that could be a couple of weeks out. Um, but that's, I guess, fi my final uh, talking point as far as the, that good and bad and ugly of, of. Release week? Yes. Fair enough. <clears throat> and I do, I mean, I'll say this. There are definitely technical issues in the game. Like, no denying that there's, you know, frame rate slowdown. There is clipping. There is, uh, yeah. I've had my Pokemon in battle drop into the ground. And, like, it was Tinkaton <laughs> and just chilling there with just, like, the, the top of Tinkaton's face in there. And it was, like, so <laughs> I've, I've definitely had weird glitches. But to take a game that by I'm I'm just gonna throw it out there right now. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna give you a spoiler of my opinion. In its own right is like a nine out of ten. If I'm being if, if I'm being real. The game okay. is a nine out of ten. Okay. Okay. Now the technical issues are not gonna take it from a nine out of ten, you know, valiant effort from Game Freak and Pokemon Company to a two. Like you, you're out of your mind, man. Like, no, I, I don't think it's that low, but I'm not rating it that high. Yeah, fair. I mean, fair. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, we'll get into it. Well, so, yeah, we're gonna seven, talk five. about it. Seven five, seven five. Okay, that's there. There are a few things I I hate point five, so I'm not gonna do a point five. Oh, so you don't flex on me like that? I see. What do you got then, motherfucking no point fiver? I seven. I'd put it at a seven where I'm at right now. So, um, well, remember, I'm not using seven is the American education system average where that's a C. Actually, technically, it's a fucking fuck. D. Ooh. Seven Ooh. is well above average. <laughs> Five yeah. is your average. I did, yeah. Yo, yeah, I did not expect a... that hot take. <laughs> he, he just shot right at him, man. He shot for that. <laughs> Listen, it's a stupid system, but we're not here to discuss that. Yes. It's, no. <laughs> I'm enjoying the game so far. I'm actually quite happy with Quaxley and its evolutions and my starter. Just because I do think it's cool that it is like so flamenco is kind of the dance that Quaquaval is doing, right? Yes. Yeah. And that's a Spanish dance. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like cultural stuff going on there that I think is cool. Yes. <clears throat> I, I think this gen has had the best starters for a while. Like for a while. I think, now, I'm not saying that this is an incredibly groundbreaking thing because if, I'm being honest, Pokemon has not had good starters for a while, in well, my opinion. Um, so I, here's the thing, right? Sun and Moon, I actually was super excited about the starters, but I didn't really like those games. I... <sighs> X and Y before Sword and Shield was the last one I actually beat. And I couldn't, I can still tell you the starters because I enjoyed the starters in X and Y because it was Fennekin, Greninja, and Chespin. Mm. And they were all actually pretty cool. But it was, that was also the last generation, I think, that, no, they all kept type advantage over each other. That is the one thing I do like about this generation is, mm. is that while the primary typing gives advantage over one, the secondary typing actually counters. Yeah, yeah, which I feel like is well thought out for making starters just generally a more viable Pokemon anyway. 
Because let's be, the, the starters have been kind of whack for a while. <laughs> so, uh, so our group, which is um, six people? Six people that six play people, the game, yeah. yeah. Six yep. that, that are currently um, actively playing the game. <laughs> um, we have had an interesting, uh, we've had an interesting spread as far as starter selection, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, only, only you and I, Chrono, have went with Quaxley. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of our group has been Sprigatito, Team Sprigatito. And Team Violet. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the other breakdown of our group is only, only, um, Chrono and myself had chosen Scarlet, and we were the only ones who chose Quaxley. So it's been Scarlet and Quaxley, and then Violet and Sprigatito. Now, we even, as an interesting thing, over the holidays, because always... There will be some in-law kid who will want to play your game. Um, so my uh, 13-year-old sister-in-law, uh, she picked up my my wife's Switch, booted up, uh, booted up Violet, and picked Sprigatito. Yep. Straight Violet Sprigatito <laughs> gang. So it, it, Violet Sprigatito gang gang. <laughs> I'm the Violet Sprigatito. That almost sounds like a sweet like. Oh, that's like a that's like a name, bro. Yeah, Violet Sprigatito. That that. Can I be am it. Violet Sprigatito of the Edmonton Sprigatitos. <laughs> so with so with that, I have an interesting um, an interesting article. Okay. I know what one you're going with. Yes. Um, So my (laughs) wife shared this one to me, and it uh, made me laugh my ass off. Because apparently, Foy Coco, y'all been sleeping on Foy Coco. Because obviously there's a a, uh, subsection of Pokemon players that do what are called Nuzlocke challenges. Mm -hmm. Right? Where it's a hard... Um, version of it's basically like uh, self-imposed limits that make the game harder. Yes, you can only catch the first Pokemon that you encounter on your route. Right. When you lose a Pokemon in battle, you have to release it. You have to release it, aka it dies. Um, there are a few other um, there are a few other limitations that make the game harder, and it tends to be. I mean, those are the two basic ones, but that's your generic Nuzlocke start because yes. there are other versions. Right. And uh, apparently, Fue Coco is um, broken and infinitely powerful in a Nuzlocke environment. So apparently, solo sweeps for five gyms in the game. Uh-huh. Huh. <laughs> okay. okay. One Elite Four member. Um, no starter in any game has ever come close to the amount of advantage that you get with Fue Coco in Pokemon in the, um, I mean. No, I'm fairly certain, uh, Cyndaquil back in Gen 2 actually has similar. He's, so Cyndaquil is actually the number two. Ah, uh, okay, okay. okay. So, so Nuzlocke Obviously, you know yourself. <laughs> is this specifically in the context of Nuzlocke or yes. in general? Okay, okay. But also, um, Foy Coco is dummy strong against the game's uh, 
most of the game's setup. Yeah. Huh. They're just... Uh, Foycoco has a lot of advantages against... Well, because he's what? Fire... I don't even know. He when when he's fully evolved, he's fire ghost. Excuse okay, me. so that's a little dirty. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a dirty combination. Like, but that's the thing. I'm <laughs> so here's the it's kind of weird because like we as a group more or less was like mm, I'm not into this whole Fue Coco situation. It turns out he's just so flexing ass powerful. <laughs> so here's the thing about Fue Coco. This is what I'm gonna say. I because uh, going into Pokemon Violet, I had no idea what the final stages were gonna look like. Right. So it. I completely based my starter off of the first stage. The first stage. And it's like there's nothing wrong with Fue Coco. No, there's I actually like, I, I like Fue Coco, but like I said, Arcanine is one of my favorite Pokemon and is in the game. And when you look at like so the, the thing that got me, right? A, a number of things got me at the start of the game, but one mm-hmm. of the things that got me was starter introductions. Um and Sprigatito's starter introduction <laughs> was <laughs> one of the most darn adorable things I have ever seen. And it's just instantly charming. And, like, that's it. It's not, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with Way Go Go. It's just that that just happened to be more charming to my sensibilities. <laughs> right. Well, no. So the thing I was thinking about is is that, so they have Char Cadet and its evolutions, right? Armor Rouge and uh, Cerulege. Yes. Cerulege is also Fire Ghost. Wow. Oh, so they're leading. They're le- <laughs> did you just talk? <laughs> well, I was thinking my can. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good beer. <laughs> so, right. So, yeah, that beer is a seven. <laughs> um, but just Violet. So that was the thing. I was doing some pre-reading because there were people that were looking at Cerulege and Armor Rouge. Armor Rouge is Fire Psychic. That's infinitely less. Yeah. Yeah. That is infinitely less uh, useful. Yeah. So that's the, just that's just something you skip over. Because fire, yeah. fire in and of itself has a lot of weaknesses. But if you pair it with ghost, wait a minute. What was the final evolution of the of um? Oh my gosh. Finnegan. Yeah, Finnegan. Fire psychic. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's because that's so in Gen Six, it was Fennekin became Delphox, which was Fire Psychic. Uh, Froki became Greninja, who is Water Dark, because Dark has Type Advantage over Psychic. Oh, they double. They double advantage. <sighs> yes, okay. and then Chespin was Grass Fighting, Whoa. and Chestnut. Can I just throw out there that um, Fennekin is one of the main reasons why I believe that. You do not need to go from quadrupedal, cute little Pokemon to bipedal, weird, dumb-looking creature. Hey, I liked Delphox. Delphox is a cool Pokemon. Are it, we missing Incineroar? I feel like we're missing Incineroar. Incineroar technically came after. Incineroar is worse, but... No. So... No, you can't even... So, um, Delphox is... I'd pick a whole team of Delphoxes. And uh, I would name myself Bell Del Fox. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. There's no way in hell you think that Del Fox is bad. First of all, there's Del been Fox so many quadrupedal to bipedal evolutions that have been um, 
not just happened, but have been okay. There's there are much there like Tyblosion. Tyblosion still looks like an animal. <laughs> Delphox does too. It's just Delphox is a fucking wizard. It looks like a it looks like a dumb goofy wizard fox. It's like it looks like a bumbling stupid wizard. <laughs> that's what right. just fucked up. I don't, I, right. I, 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 I never Think like, about like, it's look, like, at, a look at fucking oh, Merlin from Sword in the Stone. He's a big doofy <laughs> wizard. It fits perfectly. I don't, I never like big doofy wizards. Would so, you not like the Sword in the Stone? Not really. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so I'm going to pull out of this. Um, you just hear the door shut. <laughs> the, uh, so not being able to play the full game, and this is obviously so. A couple of um, a couple of quick uh, disclaimers is I haven't played the full game. Yes, um, I haven't either. Two out of the three of us. Uh, well, actually, we all haven't played the full game. Yes, uh, yes. But that's the first disclaimer. The second disclaimer is we're just going to try to be as spoiler free as humanly possible. Yes. Um, a motherfucker might slip. With regard to Scarlet and Violet, because there's a very good chance we're going to end up spoiling a bunch, or I will end up spoiling a bunch of Sword and Shield. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. So there is the disclaimer that we will try to keep it spoiler-free, and there are also spoiler warnings. So um, I will try to... Some of the stuff that uh, I'll just talk about are like the quality of life improvements, because we talked a lot about that. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to keep fucking driving that home. <laughs> but um, I really, really enjoyed how the game just flowed. The way you, even the even the little stuff, like how you'd heal your Pokemon. Yeah. It was, they have really put the work into making the 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 loop of it so damn nice yes. yeah i agree yes. and uh the other thing the other thing that i'm gonna mention as far as like um experience wise was like oh you didn't give us your uh current rating oh because he said nine i said seven i said seven five. Oh, because you, you oh yeah tsunami on that point five just get rid of your fucking point five. <laughs> are you going up or down if you get rid of the point five what are you now? I'm pulling up and I'm getting pulled away from yeah, the. Yeah, you, uh, you can't have a point five. Are you rounding up or down? Okay, shit. Well, I guess I'm gonna put it at. I don't know why this is a rule, but it's a rule. <laughs> okay, so no. I I don't know. I just I feel like it's a cop out to add point fives. Holy shit! I, I didn't mean, know I was gonna get attacked today. I, that, I can feel that. I feel that. So what? What's it? What's it without the point five? Is it an eight or a seven? It's a. Seven. It's a seven. Oh. It's a seven where you're at in the game right now. Okay. Oh, okay. Fuck. I think I think it could probably get higher. Depending on where it ends up, I think it will go higher for me. But right now, I'm at a seven. So the the things that really make it a solid fucking seven, huh? Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You gotta remember, he and I are coming hot off of Sword and Shield, which we both really enjoy. Which was hot garbage. Oh. Okay, Mister. <laughs> I never played it in Thirst After Nessa. <laughs> Yeah. No comment. <laughs> yeah. You sit the fuck down and shut the fuck up. Oh my fuck, god. Fuck, man. You want to say Gen 6 and 7 are bad? I'll give you that. I don't even remember the champion's name in Gen 6. I remember, I think Sierra was one of the rivals. 
That's a really just blankety blanket. Right. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that up because I went through, all, yeah, I went through all of the right, and now I came. Um, so the terotypes. Um, that is my favorite mechanic that they've added. I think so far, yes. So Agreed. not only is it my favorite mechanic in this game, yeah, I believe I'm gonna say it. It's my favorite mechanic that they've added in any pokemon yeah i i would agree because it it changes things right mega evolution was good but i think this is better it's more interesting because sometimes you would get um unique typings for a mega evolution but they were always the same yeah right it changes your entire battle strategy can get thrown off your whole game if the the correct terra typing of your opponent's Pokemon just trumps your whole strategy. Right. Now you have to flip everything around. You got to switch your Pokemon out. You got to force them to switch out. And like, and it's the most universally applicable thing that they've done so far. There's no, there's no specialty Gigantamaxing. There's no only a handful of, because this, that's, this was a cheesy. Only a handful of Pokemon had Mega Evolutions. I get it. That would have been a lot of Mega Evolutions to come up with. But it invalidates it in and of itself as a system if only a handful of them had it. Right. Because it, it was usually the most meta-heavy. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it pushes you into... You could, you could go a whole battle without Terra, but you can really change it up and make... Like, like, you know, like Crimson said, it... It completely, you think you know what to look out for? Now you have to understand that this Pokemon that you know to look out for could have multiple different Terra types. Yeah. So the yeah. cool part, though, is, is that that means that if you give your Pokemon more type coverage, in addition to Terra typing, like you give them better move type coverage, that strategy can very well be rewarded. Yes. Because yes. even if you're coming in and, you know, it's uh, Golem suddenly has fire terror type. I don't know if Golem's in the game, but. Yeah, we'll, we'll know when uh, that's Pokemon actually, Home launches with it. Yeah, that's actually a good question because I, I don't know how far the decks goes in this one. There's 400, just like there was in Sword and Shield. They added more with DLC with those two games. Or, yeah, with those two games. They each. So likely, uh, they'll, do, they'll do the same probably. Right. <laughs> wonder what they're gonna do as far as dlc i mean they've got to do something uh, see that's kind of why i'm curious as to what the end game is gonna be like in pokemon violet because like i purpose as i spoke to you about already uh red king i purposefully stopped rushing through the game because this is the most i've sunk the most time i've sunk into a pokemon game like i said since the nintendo ds it's been right, that right, long right. Every one of them have been, if I did pick them up, I put them down almost immediately. So the fact that I am, I, I got all the Titans. I got <laughs> all of the Team Star uh, leaders. I got all of the gyms. And I'm like, I'm moving on to now end game content, which is like, or theoretically end game content. I'm not sure what there is to bring, but it seems like it would be that. Right. Um, so, you know, I guess it really depends on what they have to offer at that point, what I would be expecting with DLC, because I'm more often than not, you see DLC as a, a, a complete version, for lack of a better term. Like, we didn't really have a fully realized plan 
and then now we kind of complete it through DLC. Now, most of the time, Nintendo generally does a good job at not doing that. Yeah, because the Isle of Armor and the Crown Tundra were completely separate areas with their own Pokedexes and everything. They had their own stories. They were closer to, like, the old school expansions. So it seems to me, like, instead of... In lieu of getting, you know, Pokemon, Ruby, and Sapphire, and then Emerald, now it's just whatever the games are in DLC. Yeah. Well, so it's kind of more convenient. It's a little cheaper. Yeah. 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 (laughs) It's kind of cool, though, right? Because the region is called Paldea, so it's based on Portugal and Spain. It'd be kind of interesting to see if, like, the DLC takes you to, like, a Morocco-style area. Because, like, obviously Morocco is the other side of the Straits of Gibraltar and the Iberian Peninsula. Obviously. (laughs) I just had to. But, but like, so Galar was Pokemon Great Britain. Yes. But, I mean, what if the DLC takes you to Pokemon France? Uh, that would be... Well, that would just take you back to Kalos. Oh, Kalos was based off of France. Yeah, okay. Well, whoa, what if they but, did... Here's the thing. It's an open world game. What if they said you could... Because they already did that once. So Pokemon you, you Morocco go. and Kalos would be interesting, I think, for DLC. I think that'd be really cool. So, um, I guess that was that was the other thing is um, the the things to do as far as um, we, t- we now we talk about how um, apparently it's Portugal um, and Spain. You want to know what they completely missed? In my opinion, is this a big negative? They missed the theming and. It is Spain and Portugal. If you look hard enough, what it really is is fucking school. um, (laughs) So to me, the school theme was just... There were two things about it. Is it was awful as far as um, player customization because there was a lot of things that you could do in Pokemon Sword and Shield as far as making your, your character look different. Like, you can change your socks in this game, and to me, it was just... Why would you do that? Right, so here's the thing, right? (laughs) My character in Sword and Shield looks like a little Agent 47. Yes. I can't get that in this game. Yeah, the fact that you have four base school uniforms to pick from and then it's right. like I can get sneakers and like let's be honest like really how much does that change up here <laughs> that's the thing though right at least you get darker colors you get purple I'm out here in orange pinstripe pants here's the- <laughs> and that's the best outfit <laughs> <laughs> no 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 before you continue I actually thought about this and here's my opinion I think the scarlet fashion looks better Really? I think Violet looks better. Now, here's the thing. There is a definitive punk rock vibe that comes from oh, Scarlet. Yeah, okay, the, okay. The so the the that's okay. The, now the, I like it a little more now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and you'll you'll find that's actually incredibly difficult to find things that go with Violet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so look at his blue ass fucking shorts. <laughs> yeah, like every every other character in the game has cool clothes and you have no fucking option. Yeah, right. Just... I'm wearing the winter Naharanja fucking outfit because I think that's the best looking one because it's the suit. 
And you, you know what's shockingly worse is that it's like you, even with, you know how anime will take something that's generally a mundane design, like a school uniform, and they freshen it up, and it's like form-fitting where it shouldn't be form-fitting, but it just makes it look cooler, you know? It yeah, like cuts a, Yeah, like yeah. a slimmer silhouette and everything, and it's like, no, this one has just got frumpy, overhang, tucked shirt, and big shorts, and yeah. sneak out. Like, I got rid of that outfit as soon as I could. I, I put... Um, tights on underneath <laughs> my fact, shorts and it works better. The fact that, Try the uh, winter outfit. You might like that one the most. Yeah. The fact that they put um a, like the dumbest fucking hat. Oh, yeah. yeah, you look... I so think, I, I, I think it's supposed culture. to have like some cultural significance to... I'm sure it probably does, but you want to know what? The hat was dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah Pokemon. Yeah. So Pokemon is hat culture, bro. It's all hats. Right. Every, it's, Ash it's Ketchum yeah. in the beginning had the fucking ball cap. Yep. Yeah. And every character in Pokemon wears a hat. Not and Maurice, the 60-year-old student that I got into a fight to with, with the other night. <laughs> looking like, uh, <laughs> looking like um, uh, Angus Young from fucking ACDC. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he had the straight, like, bald, just the tonsure. Oh he had the whole fucking thing where just like the top of his head is gone. The dude has a six head. <laughs> and it's like. He's just tearing him apart. <laughs> I'm, I'm a student at the academy too. Stop, stop, he's already dead. And I'm like, how long have you been a student? 84 years. <laughs> Like, are you that much of a failure? <laughs> Go ahead, bring him out. Let's see what you got. <laughs> it I was... gotta shoot him. <laughs> He's got more teeth than I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't have a chewdle. He had a bug Pokemon. Oh, man. <laughs> I think he had a Sputa. That's why you are an 80-year-old student in the Pokemon Academy. Is because you don't know how to pick Pokemon that don't suck. Yeah. You got a whole ass region of Pokemon you could catch. I'm not talking about legendaries. You're swinging way out of your league at that point. <laughs> it's been 84 years and I only have a bug type. Like, are you stupid? Are you fucking stupid? <laughs> some, some weird amount of hood just came through. You're swinging. <laughs> You're swinging way above your weight limit, lady. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that I find that I found was absolutely amazing about this game, right? There was, um, I was not really that into the whole uh, camping aspect of Pokemon Sword and the Shield. It, I don't understand why this fucking hits different. But I think I have an idea. Um, fucking subs are amazing. <laughs> and um, we just ate subs. Today. Yeah, no, uh, it, it was perfect. It yes, was perfect. It was uh, so you can make fucking sandwiches. And Arvin's whole storyline, without any spoilers, is sandwich based. Yeah. And I mean, that's why this fucking game is one of the best. Like, it. There are some big detractions from this game that are obviated by the fact that they got sandwiches. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so my thing is, is that I like the sandwich mechanic more than the curry mechanic. But the idea of the picnic versus camping, I mean, let's face it, you could set up a campsite and make the sandwiches. It wouldn't change that much. Yeah, the fact that it was 
I don't know why they didn't pick that. They could have just did camping again. Matter of fact, they I think it. I think that's why they changed it though. I mean it. It was kind of cool because you could like get different toys in uh, Sword and Shield, and you could get different Pokemon together, and they would play together and stuff like that. But it was like you had a cat toy, right? You had the stupid like thing with the feather at the end of the stick. Yeah. This one, you throw the ball and they don't really chase it or anything. So I'm kind of like, the washing mechanic is kind of cool because it's like a different way to interact with your Pokemon. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, you know, obviously I had an Arcanine in Gen 8. I could throw the ball and he would bring it back to me. Or you see like the different ways Pokemon would carry the stuff. You throw the ball in this game, they all just kind of lazily look at you. It's like going from dogs to cats, right? The cat looks at you and is like, <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Whereas, and it's even the dog Pokemon are like, nah, fuck you. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to nap. Because that's exactly what's happened. I've thrown the ball. All my Pokemon looked at it and then went to sleep. <laughs> They're like, nah. Fucking sword and shield I threw it. All of them were chasing it. I'm like, I'm only trying to play with one of you guys right now, you fuckers. <laughs> So, um, can, can I actually, I, cause I do have a nitpick. I, I very much, you know, enjoy this game, but there is something that has kind of become an ever apparent problem to me. And that's because when you get into an open world game, the first thing that you expect is within reason, you, you know, everything's an option, right? Okay. So, so now here's the thing. There's two factors to this, one of which is that nothing nothing scales. No, no, no level scales. So there's you can very much punch above your weight class and get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now here's the thing is that's not bad. I can right, deal right, with right. that. And that's you know, that's kind of avoidable. What I did not like. Because we talk a lot about player agency in mo more ways than one. Yeah. So what I do not like is the fact that. Still, your your Pokemon listening to you is tied to the their level, which is also tied to the gym badges that you have. So, as much as they wanted to, because they the whole start of the game, it's just ah, freedom and different paths and this that and the other thing. And then, truth be told, you still have to do this one. <laughs> Like, even though they, they, they tried to make it seem like it was this big departure, you still have to go and become, at least you've got to get all eight badges. You could stop short of that, but why would you at that well, point? Right, because <laughs> didn't like, you say, like, you only get up to, like, level 45? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's in, Unless your seventh badge, the highest level you can control consistently is 45. So unless you get all eight badges, all eight badges means that every level will listen to you. Which right. Is, Obviously, like that's just like every other game. But if you're trying to tell me that this is an open world game that emphasizes player agency and freedom, you kind of locked me into just being a Pokemon champion again. <laughs> so I'm going to counter that argument, right? Two things. Obvious thing is um, you can't please everybody, and that's one of the things. Like if uh, if you had the ability to lock yourself into one path. I think there's there's a there's an amount of people who would probably have a lot of respect for you mm. as developers if you did that because you know theoretically it is not it is no longer a the thing that would make it interesting is no longer would be the difference between Scarlet and Violet it'd be the difference between Scarlet Titan route um, Scarlet Champion route etc Violet um, 
Team Star route. So if you rolled the credits and maybe had a chance to do a New Game Plus or something like that, or, I mean, I don't know, any conceivable um, combination of different things that you could have done, I think a lot of people have respect for that, but at the same time, you go and you develop a whole game, and uh, I think if you look at it from a different standpoint, it isn't freedom to do whatever you want, psych, no, you gotta be a champion, but what it does is um, having those other things to do breaks up the champion run, because it gets a little monotonous, a little annoying, a little blasé, and you get get to do a lot of other things on the way so my counter to your counter would be that so that's the thing right depending on how this goes i also have a counter (laughs) you you always have the other story in a pokemon game right the team route right team rocket in gens one and two i forget whatever the fuck it was in gen three team aqua team magma Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> team Plasma, <laughs> Team Yell, all that shit. You have your separate plot lines that you generally wrap up before your eighth batch. So the Titan route and the Star Team Star route kind of just feel like that. Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. I don't oh, think it's shit. bad, <laughs> but here's my thing, right? So they call everything in this game a badge. Bad. So (laughs) what if instead of the only way to control higher level Pokemon was through the gym badges, if you went Titan route first, you did all of that and you get those badges and that actually increased the level of Pokemon you could control. Yes. That I feel like would have been a better development path because obviously you're still going to want to do all the content, right? Right. Yeah. We we paid sixty dollars for this. We want to get the most out of it. We yes. want to do everything because we're greedy fucks. But you know, that's one of the better things about Nintendo is that they generally still deliver full packages. But I think that was one of the missteps. Is is that you called everything a badge, and you could have just put in. Oh, you got your first Titan badge. You can now control Pokemon up to level 30. Then if you go and do the star base, suddenly it's level 40. Then you go and do a gym badge. Now it's 45. Like they should stack together in some way. Which right. which I do think that if you want my personal opinion, I think that was probably the initial idea. Because if you notice, Team Star has Five bases. I haven't done any of Team Star yet, so. Well, I mean, ha- having done it. Well, yes, uh, I know there's five bases because um, they talk about that. Yeah, there's five bases. If you look at the Titans, there are five Titans. Right. Now, each one of which gives you a badge. So here it then begs the question is why did you not just make it eight? And then why did you not make the level of Pokemon you can control scale the exact same way? Because I think that was the idea. It probably was. Now, the thing that is a, a big problem, which is why it, uh, I get into a, a lot of forgiveness when it comes to certain companies, when it comes to things, and that is the crunch time of game development. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is a big problem with any company, and we have seen pretty much every company suffer from some amount of backlash from crunch time. Yes. So... I think in a situation when you're Game Freak 
and you are a developing Pokemon, and there's just so much content to go over. And even just with this being such a big departure by going a full open world game, there's a lot of coding and systems that you have to put into place to make this a at least somewhat coherent package. Right. So I think with them pressuring and that we need to make this window and we need to make sure this game is out at this point, because pretty much Pokemon is November. Every November, a Pokemon game gets released in some way, shape, or form. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, so I think trying to trying way too hard with such an ambitious project to meet that window, I think there's a lot of stuff that was kind of left on the cutting room floor, and I think that might explain a few of the problems we might have. So, obviously, I've. I think I might have I might have actually had the least amount of time that I followed the the main game stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of broke down and uh, eventually just kind of looked through the Pokedex and uh, <laughs> and uh, check out the gym leaders just you know online and crap. Uh, I think one of the things about this game is it has. I, I really like the Pokedex in this game. So I, I, I agree. I also did like Sword and Shield's Pokedex. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely like what I'm seeing so far. And I, I feel like because the experience that I've had with the Pokedex was obviously like just playing through it and running into this Pokemon and that Pokemon. And whether it's a new one or like, you know, one that's been around, it's just been pleasant to see what they have in there. And to their credit, their new Pokemon have been pretty consistently good. Mm -hmm. I yeah. haven't really seen a particularly horrible design just yet. Um, well, so that would be my thing, right? Is is that you get a lot of people that are like, oh, we're going to boycott because it doesn't have the national decks. But <laughs> I'm like, that's kind of stupid, right? Because one, 400 is larger than most games Pokedexes. Right. Up to at least Gen 4. Even with the national decks, 400 should still be about the same size or larger than that. Yeah. But the other thing is, is that it gives you a chance to more flesh out why these Pokemon are in this region. Like straight up the Pokedex entry for Hopip, who was first introduced in Gen 2, Johto. Straight up says, at least in Scarlet, I don't know Violet's Pokedex entries, but it was... No one knows where these hopips drifted in from, because that's the thing about its Pokedex entry in Silver and Gold, is that they catch the wind and just float for miles. So effectively, this is a Pokemon that is an invasive species to Paldea from Johto. That is... That's cool. So that's one of the things where it's like, if you limit it to that amount... Do I think what I have would eventually like to see is a game with the entire Pokedex and every region in it? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be an amazing game. But they need better hardware for that. <laughs> Definitely, because I, I think that's the one thing that people don't realize is when, yes, for fanfare, that's all well and good, but like from a development and coding aspect, like... That's a there, pain in the ass. Yeah, there's over a thousand Pokemon right now. Yeah. And half of which you would even really consider using half the time anyways. Right. So that's, so that's the other part, right? Not to cut you off, but it's like there's over a thousand Pokemon now. 
and you want every single one of them. Right. You think every single one of them is going to be worth playing? Right. Here's the thing, right? They're not. I caught a Rookity because I'm going to have a Corviknight. I have a Growlithe. I may not actually use Arcanine in this game. I'm thinking about keeping Armor Rouge in my party. Huh. Or I'm going to have my wife trade me a Cerulege. We'll see. Right, right. But then I'm also going to... I'm hunting for a Dreepy right now because I want my Stealth Bomber Dragon. Yes. <laughs> so I think the one thing that I failed to do, I failed to do the all-duck run. You, you were going to duck it off. <laughs> it's hard. So it's hard because I um, I finally got to my wit's end and I looked through the current Pokedex, you know, without uh, obvious connection to Pokemon Home, which is going to come maybe next year in March or something like that. That's usually, it's like the, five months. They punted it out pretty far. And there is like one more duck. So I can't even have a full team of ducks. <laughs> and I know it's possible. I know they got it in them. Yeah. Right. They just don't have it available there. Um, well, yeah, because one of our group did, is doing an all-dog run. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And I'm so sad I can't duck it which, up. Which she successfully did. She has all dogs. Yeah. And um, so I went, I went through and I just started catching Pokemon. And uh, they have... An evolution to Primeape. Yeah. And I was. I haven't seen it yet. Is it cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool? Yeah, it's, cool. it's really cool. Which is kind of cool. So here's the thing. I, I <laughs> this is the one thing I did kind of spoil because I was wondering how to get it. And turns out, I want to say at level 25 or something like that, Primeape learns a move called Rage Fist. So Sweet. you have to use rage fist a certain number of times i think it was something that it i don't quote me on this it was a pretty decently high number i want to say 50 yeah. um so it was use rage fist 50 times or something to that extent and then primate evolves into annihilate which is the coolest looking yeah okay <laughs> and the okay. fact that it happens from overusing a fucking rage move yeah and you okay, look at him, okay. he looks like, so you, you played Street Fighter, you have some experience. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is Akuma. Like, he, he if, if Akuma was a angry little monkey. <laughs> I've always liked Primate from Gen 1. Yeah, um, and they made, and like, this is, but this is what I mean, is like, this was a very, like, because it is really cool looking, but it also is a very, like, tangible next step you know what i'm saying because like there's a lot of you know alternate or third stages that were added that you could kind of argue are a bit weird <laughs> okay okay yes. he looks like primate went super saiyan yeah that's amazing yeah. that's fucking hilarious Dude, he's, uh, that that's going in my meta party Annihilate is in my in my okay, meta party. Okay. I'm saying it right now. I don't care if he's really that meta viable. I don't care about any of that. He is so cool. Well, it's like <laughs> when they uh, when in Sword and Shield they they did um, Farfetch and they did the Galar Farfetch, and the leak is like stupid giant. And he looks like guts from Berserk, and then he evolves into Surfetched, and he's just like this fucking knight. Yeah, with a shield and a lance. Yeah, that that's what I'm saying. That was like that quality, like, like that USDA choice Angus beef 
prime cut. That's that's what Annihilator. And speaking is. of Angus, uh, <laughs> prime cut. They got the black Angus Toros. Yeah, yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, like the so Cerulege and uh, Armor Rouge. Armor Rouge. Those Pokemon are. They look like Mega Man and Zero from. <laughs> yeah, but Cerule Edge is so much fucking cooler. Uh, can so I, can I, can't, I see just, I can't, just for a refresher? Honestly, see. I can't even. I'm not going to sit there and uh, <laughs> split hairs on that one because I fucking love Mega Man. And they got Mega Man and Zero up in this piece, so. Oh, <laughs> that's a little weird. <laughs> oh, damn it. See, this is the problem. That's what Nobody the problem. can see it, but now I... <laughs> when you pull up Google and you look for certain things. Yeah. Um, uh, but, I mean, you know... Never change humanity. It, 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 I have no faith in thee. Inter- <laughs> interesting thing I have experienced for, for the first time um, just playing Violet is... The more expanded multiplayer aspect of yes. Pokemon. Yeah. So now, obviously, things like raids and things like that were still in Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yes. Though I had no experience with that at all. Um, you know, I got the general concept, but the thing that I like better about um, Scarlet and Violet, just from a, you know, I guess... A multiplayer addict standpoint is the that you can join into your other players world yeah, and yeah. just run around that world with them you can follow them or you could go and do your own thing and then anytime there's a raid you just gotta share a code they punch in the code real quick jump into that raid like you know just a number of like really well made and like that's the one thing I guess I can say is that like if you're talking system wise like the amount of systems that they have in play and how well they all work is really like that says a lot to what the, they were able to do you know what I'm saying yeah I, I really enjoy being able to go into someone else's world and then immediately just dust them <laughs> thanks for inviting me in yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even want to be there, man. It's like it. Oh, I wonder hmm. if we join their Violet game, could we get to Cerulege? Oh. Let's follow this logic. <laughs> We're gonna jump in your game and just completely uh, strip mine. Your Pokedex? No, oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, we're not even gonna trade. It's not even gonna be. I wonder if that's po- if that's possible. I'm wondering it. though, because that's the thing, right? That's so I points. haven't actually gotten to play in someone else's world besides doing raids. You have. Were you able to talk to NPCs and stuff? Interesting thing is, I've never tried because okay. it, for we always had something that we were doing. Yeah. And especially for me, because this is like that was the first time I was even able to participate in raids, which I just want to throw this out there. Like we talk about quality of life improvements all the time. And I hadn't experienced raids until this point. And I am so glad that the bog of grinding to level up is significantly, significantly shortened. Yeah, they took all and just being able to get candies and crap and just right yeah that's the beautiful part about it is is that oh i found this really cool pokemon it's level four yeah 
Now it's level 54. Yeah, and that's the thing. If you want to, you, uh, you national dex wanters, you, um, that is times a thousand. So now my, imagine, <laughs> imagine you didn't have that. Yeah. And you wanted to raise every Pokemon in the Pokedex. You now have to, you know, we'll, we'll really go old school. You had to run through the tall grass. You had to get random encounters, and back in the day of, that was the only way you could get EVs, you had to hope it was the right Pokemon. Otherwise you'd taint your EVs. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you'd take your EV spread. Well, you could also use the items. Yeah, which, I mean, obviously... But they... then you had to have sacrificed Pokemon that were strong enough to, because basically by the time you're doing that to get your EVs up, you have the Pokemon that you're going to use the items on, but you're farming the Elite Four. Yes. Yeah. yeah. To get the money to buy those items because it was ninety eight hundred Pokey dollars for one. Yes. And I think they raised the stat by ten. So that was, and they had a limit to how many you could use. Well, you could only get those items to boost your EVs to a hundred. Yeah, and that, and that they was would all work by ten, but they would stop at a hundred. No, was, I thought it still was the Pokemon had a total of five hundred and ten. I think it's been that way since Gen 1. You have 510 EVs you can put into a Pokemon. But once you get an EV over 100, the boost items no stopped more. working. Yeah, oh. they actually you just straight to... read that they don't, they no longer take effect. Like, when you go to use them, it straight up tells you that. Then the rest comes from equipping um, macho items. That wasn't in uh, Gen 1. They didn't have the macho. Oh, no. they didn't have hold items! Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that. So the whole items were from Johto. Yeah, that's and where it started because it started with the berries. I don't think they added the Macho items until Gen three. They had the Macho brace. Yes, in Gen two. But the other ones. Yeah. So yeah, the power items. Yes. The Macho items just doubled whatever EVs you gained. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, a yeah. one turns into a two. Yeah. A two turns into a four, etc. Uh, one thing that they took out, um, they don't have, and this is probably because we're in the uh, 2022 um, post-pandemic hellscape that is the world, they Pokerus. don't have Pokerus in this game anymore. They've removed that. I'm okay with that. What? No! And oh! <laughs> okay, okay. Here's my thing, right? So... He got abandoned. <laughs> regardless of... I will say the one thing I don't necessarily like that's not in this game is Pokejobs. I miss that from Sword and Shield. So Pokejobs were fly as hell. Because that was how I did all my EV training, right? I would specifically figure out exactly what stats I wanted to get to the sacred 255. Or whatever it was. 255, that's correct. That's right. And you could do, it was whole day, whole day, half day, short. And I remember that because I've done it for like 50-something Pokemon. So you would do a full 24 hours, a full 24 hours, 12 hours, and then three. And then that got you to that number. And then you, if you were doing a Pokemon that has two IVs that you're going to take all the way up. Two EVs, yeah. Yeah. And then you would pick their tertiary stat and throw them in, and that would be the last four points. It would get them to 508. 
Huh. I did not know that. So yeah. Know that so it made EV farming in Sword and Shield super easy. So the, to me, right? Because you could do up to 10 Pokemon per stat per time. Well, if you had so, the Macho item plus Pokerus, it was a... So it would double the double. Yeah, but you're throwing off the math metric. No, no, you're not. Because I... Okay, well, so I, I just said whole day, whole day, half day, short. Yes. Now you have to figure out if you throw the macho item on there, the macho brace, that doubles the whole day. Then if you did Pokey so Rust... One whole day. You're potentially actually throwing I off... I wasn't talking about the jobs. I was just talking about battling. Oh, well. Because you'd go through and then you'd find out um, what what route had the most plentiful of each of the stats. And then you would just do that. I would rather use the pokey jobs and then go hatch a bunch more eggs. Don't start with me on that. <laughs> so that was the thing. I liked the passive nature of these Pokemon are going into this. You're going into this. I had a notebook that was you're on day one, you're on day two, you're on half day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You're so just such a fucking big <laughs> asshole. Dude, it's bad. What? It like pervades everything. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like, I just As soon it. as my wife sees a notebook come out, she's like, really again? Because <laughs> that's when I'm like, all right, this goes here, this does this, 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 and this. And I'm like, all right, I can play the game finally. And it's like four days later and everybody's like, what? Yeah, yeah, I'm like, okay. But then you always come out with like, it's always fucking mint. And it's like, you know, sit there and just like, one shot everybody just for fun. <laughs> oh, go through the Elite Four again. Ain't that a gas? <laughs> no, so that was the thing though, right? Is is that that was one of my favorite parts about Leon as the champion. Was his fucking Aegis Slash when I went up against it. It's level 70. I came in with a level 100 Inteleon. Mm. And when it was in shield mode, I went in on it. I used my strongest move and it did like a third of its health <laughs> and it retaliated and did half my health. Obviously it died because it was an attack mode afterwards. Right. But that was still surprising. That was a really nice surprise for the champion to hit me with. Yeah. I was like, Oh, okay. You gotta die. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that was, that's one thing with the, uh, like you, you almost kind of wish that there'd be level scaling maybe, but at the same time, if you're not, if you're gonna have static levels, understand. And this is not just in Pokemon. I think that this is a developmental problem as far as any video game is that you are. You're not giving the player enough credit, man. We are assholes. We will f we will train. We will like grind. We'll go to the first area. And grind the dumbest little fucking Pokemon for 78,000 hours and get a team full of the dirtiest motherfucking Pokemon yeah, 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 ever yeah. <laughs> and just curb stomp all your fucking little turd bug catchers and all these idiotic little things. And you get to the champion, you better come correct because your average, even your average player yeah. is going to be dummy good. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely agreed there. I feel like that's kind of like, 
as much as I, I do enjoy the idea of like if you want to personally challenge yourself to like punch above your weight class because I kind of did that with one of the uh, Team Star members, the one that had the one fighting type one that had the Lucario. Mm. So a, a a decent amount of because that that just irked me because I just I don't like Lucario in general. But um, so... but on top of that, I didn't realize that was the strongest one. That they have in Team Star. That's everything I've been hearing, though, is is that the Team Star bases are actually, like, the hardest part of the game. So that was definitively... Now, this one Lucario... Now, I will admit, I was a couple levels below. I I had, like, you know, level 49, level 50. Generally, like, in that area. 51 was the highest I had, but it was definitely no lower than, like, 48 is my lowest level. Mm -hmm. And I went in there, and this level 56 Lucario... Wiped the floor with my entire team. Um, the type coverage, the speed, the combinations, it was. No, that's, that's why I like Lucario, though, because, like, in Sword and Shield, I made a special attack meta Lucario. Yeah. Not a physical. He can kind of cheat over already. You get yourself a Pokemon that can do both. Yeah. <laughs> he hit you with the Hadouken. He hit you with the Shoryuken. That's well, exactly what Lucario is. So that's He's the real. Uh, that's the other one, right? Is is that Dragapult is much the same way. Dragapult can be a speed attack or a speed special attack. Well, it's one of those things where if you bring a gun, um, you can really um, change the dynamic of any fight you get in. And Dragapult is a walking gun. It's a walking bomb. Yeah. Let's let's be real. It's a ghost dragon. That is such a cool fucking type coverage. I love that Pokemon, dude. It's like I said, it's my number three. Yes, yeah, so they, they they got they got some mean they got some mean ones in there. So speaking of um, numbers, yeah. Oh no, <laughs> I have a list. Okay, okay. <laughs> like I have a list is the catchphrase of this <laughs> of uh, these two episodes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to do I wanted to do the uh, the team star members as a list but i decided i wouldn't and then i, wanted... I feel like that's pretty spoilerific exactly and i didn't want to mess with the teachers either because i think that was kind of in the same territory um just because uh as far as optional stuff the teachers are very optional yeah and there are a lot of stuff to be uncovered there so what i'm you fucking touch my God damn it! <laughs> so what I'm going to do is uh, go through my top eight uh, list of gym leaders because that's something that won't blow up in my face at all. Here we go. Right. I'm going to remember none of these because I've seen one of them. Uh, Crimson's probably going to be able to cooperate this story a little bit better. Yeah. Okay, uh, okay. I got you, dog. <laughs> so, number eight is Kofu. Hmm. That apron dude. I'm going to try not to... You want to know what? I'm, I don't think I'm spoiling that talking no. about how stupid his design is. No, his... Okay, He's so... He's guy gonna... many pockets? No. His many, many pockets? Yeah, I'll kind of give you that. No, he, he he wasn't really the best design. I'll give you that. And I I have stuff to add once once you get through your list. But uh, and you know you know me, design is always a thing. Yeah. A 
you know, team is whatever, but he's... We're not really talking about the, the validity of the team or how good they are. Because they are all stupid. If yeah. you go in one type of <laughs> Yeah, you're not yeah, you're not really trying to do anything right in Pokemon if you have one type. <laughs> uh the number seven is Grusha. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's what's <that's> a little <laughs> So uh, <laughs> I wanted to put Grusha up high for the joke aspect of it but i don't know i just didn't like grusha um you know we obviously you know the pre-release stuff was really fucking interesting with how people handled grusha (laughs) (laughs) if you put i don't know i mean i I remember. What are you uh, looking up? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at images uh, of the gym oh, leaders. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just remembering stories I read about uh, certain artwork that people did of Grusha. <laughs> and they found yes. out Grusha was a dude. <laughs> yeah, like people were actually mad that they had. Uh, and I. Uh, yeah, we're not going to go there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. They, Fair. They looted, yeah, you're right. They looted, spelt with U-D. <laughs> it's E-U. No, I'm, I'm saying like like looted, but it's a dude. <laughs> oh. It's looted. looted. Oh, okay. okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> Number six is rhyme. Yeah, that's about right. So there's nothing inherently wrong with rhyme's design or anything like that but there is something to be said about like the the cheesy 90s trope of rapper <laughs> you want to know what though here's the thing rhyme was in the wrong game yeah i'm, Rhy- I'm looking at this picture they should have been in sword and shield no rhyme should have been in uh sun and moon oh with team skull yeah if, okay if rhyme was in sun and moon and not a gym leader, but a team skull leader, um, we would be in. We would be on the short list for one of the best designs, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Mm, okay. I'm not that's even gonna a, lie on that. It's a good argument. That's fair. Okay. okay. So because uh, I had now, this is the final um, trainer that I had problems with. Right. Well. This next one is a final trainer that I have problems with. Um, and we're talking about um, Iono. <laughs> oh, no. You saw that one coming? I, I kind of did because I have seen this gym leader on my wife's playthrough. Or I think it was your sister, maybe. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is that? The <laughs> stupid streamer. Yeah. Uh, sh- she's a VTuber who... Just so happened to have tripped and fell out of YouTube and dropped right in the Pokemon. And I just, it just absolutely cannot stand. That like, still feels like there should be an OnlyFans link. <laughs> that, oh, no. Uh, so That's it's a like, little rough. <laughs> That's a little rough. So the weird disjointed um, streamer type, which is, so like the best uh, other... So it caught me completely by surprise. I guess maybe it shouldn't have. I don't know. But um, what got me was... It got me in the same way that Lucky Chloe got me in um, Tekken. 
<laughs> okay, hold up, hold just hold disjointed up. Disjointed and random. Hold up, I I gotta I gotta throw out a counterpoint because I get what you're saying just from a purely design aspect. The reason why Lucky Chloe did not work in Tekken is because there has been nothing like Lucky Chloe in Tekken. There has been joke characters and goofy characters, but more often than not, it's a kangaroo or a bear. It's like <laughs> yeah. you you never had happy-go-lucky, weird streamer, pop idol thing. Belle Delphine. Belle Delphine. As a, that, that was just aesthetically wrong for Tekken in a general sense. So, and I think that aesthetically it's annoying for Pokemon. Or maybe well, I just hate that archetype. Okay, so I here's you the just thing, hate though, that. right? <laughs> yep. But one of your favorite gym leaders, Gen 8, Raihan, was also a social media personality. But he's better. Don't at me like that. I'm just saying... <laughs> I just wanted to use social media terms. Okay, but... <laughs> I just figured that was the best place to put it. You don't, <laughs> you don't hate <laughs> the archetype necessarily because Raihan is a really cool gym leader. Yeah, right. And he does it really well, because, like, yeah, he's in the stadium taking selfies. He throws his phone up. Like, if you do the, the joint tournament in uh, Sword and Shield where you get to, like, pick a partner and do a group tournament. Yeah. Which is super fucking cool. I hope they have something like that in this game, but you get to do it with all the people you're playing with in your world. Yes, Ooh. because I wouldn't want to hang out with any of these uh, <clears throat> trainers except for the number four, Larry. Larry is cool. Larry is... I wanted to put Larry higher on this list, but there is the... There Why is the fuck do all these gym leaders have, like, three or four Pokemon? What the fuck? Okay. And it's exactly what I was trying to say. Like, you have to give us credit um, when you're developing these games. We're better and more capable of fucking your game up than you even understand. Give them guys six Pokemon. Give every single one six Pokemon. Even if I start the game... And I get to your gym with two Pokemon, you better have six. I agree. You're not going to be able to handle what I'm about to throw at That's been my problem with Pokemon since Gen 1. You're a fucking gym leader. Well, the other thing, too, is that this is arguably the most, like, understanding that there is indeed an older audience that enjoys Pokemon. This Scarlet and Violet has understood that the most of... I think any predating Pokemon game. So for you to still have stunted and too few Pokemon as your gym leaders team set, it's just not okay. <laughs> so the number three character, number three gym leader is Brassius. Really? Interesting. Okay, um, I'll give you that. Because he reminds me of a JoJo villain. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and he even has, like, a weird, um, he screams, I'm on guard! Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you're definitely a fucking JoJo. He, he a JoJo villain, now you're right. Now you're right. If he did poses, they should have just leaned into it. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, one of the things that you should do when you're developing is, one, have trust in your players. Two, lean into the references. You know you're trying to make them. Lean into it. And, um, well, one of the things though is, is that you might be worried about uh, copyright infringement. I get it, but that's just how the game works. Eh. 
And you, and, run, you, you just skirt the line, bro. You I mean, pat, be, you can patch his poses out. And they'll probably Fair look enough. at you and be like, this is Pokemon, let him do it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, Pokemon has more money than JoJo's like, Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it'll lead people to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, yeah, okay. Synergize. Synergy. Um, Synergy. Yeah, <laughs> fucking sweet poses. Um, um, number two is Tulip. Okay. Hmm. So... I see where this is going. <laughs> Your number one is really going to be the ice one? <laughs> no, Grusha was what, seven? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's Bug? Yeah. Sugar Bug. Yes. Is your number one? Yes. Explain. Um, I don't have to. Yes, you do. <laughs> you are, I don't. <laughs> this is a formal inquiry now. <laughs> I like that archetype. <laughs> oh, you, you're just like the mom archetype. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> cool as fuck. I got you. <laughs> so, I don't have to explain my life to you. <laughs> I don't explain anything I do. <laughs> Disgusting shit that is my life. <laughs> so we, My idiosyncrasies and weird things. I don't need to fucking explain I, I, shit to you, homie. <laughs> All right, calm down, Ario Speed. We, we've, we've had too much. <laughs> um, You've had so, too much chocolate dunkle. So here's the thing. As I sit my empty can over here. Um, <laughs> so he, I'm going to, I have an argument to make about the um, gym leaders of the Palladia. Well, Palladia? Paul Day. Paul Day. Palladia. <laughs> Palladia. <laughs> the fucking That's legendary. A... <laughs> no, no uh, Pal Palladia is a... Uh, it's a music channel. <laughs> music channel. Just, okay, I should have oh. talked talk about that shit on uh, television. So. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paldea region, um, gym leaders, I'm going to say arguably have been the most consistent gym leaders that I've seen in a in, in recent time as far as Pokemon goes. I'm not saying that they are the best set. I am saying that they, they are of the most consistent quality standard of most Pokemon games. Because generally what you see is a mixed bag of this is either just a standard like construction worker guy and then there's like stop calling out roar <laughs> stop you, calling out roar you really hate roar I fucking hated his design since the first time I saw really cause that's funny cause the, he is one of the few beat gym leaders ass. I actually did beat in Brilliant Diamond and I didn't dislike him I thought he was kind of a cool character I mean as a character I'm sure he's fine but as a design and it's fucking terrible and he's the son of the other dude um shit wow now I've completely blanked He's another construction dude. He also should be a garbage man because he's trash. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. is Generally what you get is you get a very, very mixed bag of gym leaders. You get some that are incredibly well designed that really like you can kind of see that that's where they spent most of their time the gen 5 gym leaders the gen 5 gym, the gen 5 gym. either terrible or great they are a fantastic example of the 
sliding scale of quality of gym leaders in Pokemon. It's either really, really, really good, they spent most of their time and manpower designing that one, mm. and then random guy who really, he should just be a basic trainer. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, he's the son of Byron. By, the, thing, the thing is, Byron should have been the gym leader. He is a, uh, he is a gym leader. But he should have been the gym leader. Shut your fucking mouth. Should have been, you know, but anyway, um, I digress. What I'm, what I'm saying is I think across, uh, across all of them, they all have a recognizable enough silhouette that as a character design, you can say that they're all pretty good. I agree. You know, maybe not the best. None of them, I think, would break reasonably a top, probably even five gym leader designs of all time of all time but i think consistently throughout the game they're pretty dang good okay you know i would personally rate them just looking at these pictures <laughs> i'm gonna go with i like every gym leader in gen 8 more uh, uh, ouch. Okay. <laughs> okay so like i, I said while you while you talk, I'm gonna pull up a picture because I I need to I don't know the Gen Eight gym leader, so I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna he knows he knows NASA. Yeah, we know I, you know that. Oh, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I thought that was glass for a second. Okay, but so right here's the only gym leader I've actually taken out, Katie in Cortando, the bug type gym leader, your favorite. Yes, I didn't even remember her fucking name, bro. I remembered her title is the sugar bug. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's all I remembered. So first gym leader I'm fighting, I'm going to compare her to Milo. Come on, dude. Milo is a better character. He has more impact on the story, right? That's the thing is, is that so far the gym leaders in gen eight, while it may be the more traditional Pokemon story, they at least were tied up in the story. You could do more with them. So here's the thing. This is what I'm going to say about Gen 8's gym leaders. Don't know their names by any means. Um, grass type one is, eh, it's just big girl. Which is That's a dude. That's a ah, dude? That a looks like a idiot. fucking girl. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Milo yes, it does do not look like a girl. You're an idiot. That you that you thirst trap. That looks like. Come on, there's a rounded chest that looks like a girl. It's a barrel chest. That's rolling. Um, so he's a fucking gardener, dude. He's out there in the fields all day. Of course, he's fucking burly as fuck. You got yeah, decrepit old lady. You got shitty ghost kid with a. How ass. dare you, you have... dunk on Opal? She is one of the best fucking gym leaders, dude. Uh, hold on, you got you got grumpy old man with a towel around his neck. <gasps> Did you just fucking dunk on Kabu? You son of a bitch! Terrible, bro. You. have... That's crimes against humanity. Look at this douchebag. Okay, so here's the thing. Hold on. I did not mean to save that. But Fuck. Okay, then, then we got this weirdo with the freaking two-toned... How dare you dunk on Pierce, the fucking rock star? That yeah, dude... He's a fucking so, rocker. There's been so many better rock stars in Pokemon gyms. Dude. Name one. The one that I said the last time. Roxanne with the big forehead. Roxanne no. with the big forehead. No, no. Miss me with that. This, no, looks, I, this I, is I a Yu-Gi-Oh! Reject. Better. 
So I will say the fighting type one is good. <laughs> Just fucking thirsty fucker. <laughs> oh my god. This is good. <laughs> the, the, you, know, guess, ice, you, you like Melanie too. Is Melanie the ice one? Yes. Melanie's the ice one. I like Melanie too. <laughs> but here's the thing. All right. So I, I am going to come with legitimate critiques now. Because even though, yes, I those ones that I named off, they were trash. I don't like their designs at all. But here's here's my problem. Yo, you fucking dunking on Kabu like that. <laughs> that makes so, me violently so, angry. Yeah, so, me too. Hold, hold, like, hold on, hold on. Next hold on. week might not have Crimson, folks. <laughs> so, so my problem comes from the fact of there is... I don't think the characters themselves are the most ill-designed things. I think the fact that you kind of bottlenecked yourself because everybody has to have somewhat a sporty design. Oh, wow. Um, so the, the thing is, because you, you have to, whether you personally like those characters or not, you do have to understand that if everybody's wearing the same fucking clothes, <laughs> generally speaking, it starts to take away from their individual designs just a little bit. But that makes the character shine through more because you're not only looking at the aesthetic, you ignorant fuck. <laughs> hold on, hold on, oh, oh, hold on. If you're dealing with real people, I would agree with you. But we're talking about characters who their their entire point essentially is to be aesthetically pleasing. Bro, and you got me tight, bro. We're I don't know. I don't know. I would I would argue that they staled their designs by having everybody have to be there in their fucking soccer camp. <laughs> bro. Except Nessa. So <laughs> that's oh. all I gotta say about that. <laughs> I didn't know I had that pain in my forehead. <laughs> Holy shit, I'm actually about to evolve into fucking Annihilate. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, right here on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking ultra instinct, ultra ego. Like, you just... <laughs> yep. You just hear... Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. <laughs> it was... That was... Wow, dude. Um, oh, man. Spicy takes. <laughs> so spicy, spicy takes. <laughs> oh, I'm going again. <laughs> of course, he's gonna. He's just waiting for something else to die. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> Jeez. Louise, man. This has been an interesting one. <laughs> Just fucking. All right. Some people just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, our guy wants to watch Kabu burn. No, Kabu would burn his ass. Yeah, you right. Listen, leave me alone. First of all, he'd outrun your stupid ass. You're gonna come at me right now. He would. That's all this dude does. Is if he's not in his gym, he's fucking running laps. Yeah, because his fucking legs are distorted and creepy. You got me fucked up. How the fuck? So, it, it, it do well to know what guys you're talking about when you do your top tens. Because <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just taking shots at like five of the people. <laughs> no, you went and violated my whole um, existence. So, um, what will, I guess what will what we'll continue with is um, we've gone over a, we've gone over 
the background of it, right? We we talked a little bit about the the overarching view of the game itself. We got into the uh, we got into how we feel our sordid takes on the uh, <laughs> on the characters. Um, without ob- <laughs> obviously without going too far into spoilers, I think. Uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about some of the stuff that's you know a little bit easier in the story to to get along to, like you know, the. Uh, I guess we're back at fucking rivals, right? <laughs> like, I can't. I'm not a fan of pneumonia. <laughs> okay, but why pneumonia? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, so let's unpack it just from the start, right? You're either saying pneumonia or <laughs> or ammonia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's one for you. Demona from the Gargoyles. Oh, shit. Don't even dare. Don't. She's not Don't. that good. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because you want to know what? Demona didn't have creepy fucking boundary issues. <laughs> yes, she did. She's out here <laughs> fucking Goliath and Xanatos. Those weren't boundary issues. She was just cool like that <laughs> she was just experimenting <laughs> it was too hey anyways hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> I hate you two <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that's the dynamic right one guy is really good at science the other two thirst for every fucking animated character <laughs> except for Nimona who um, is creepy and so like so here's something that as a, a character you should never do is just meet somebody and then go flying up into the room like let's go check out your room that's just a fucked up thing to do uh, and I didn't like that about her as a character imagine and doing that in real life <laughs> what's like, up let me get in your room real quick. like no the fuck you're not and uh, she's just I think she has kind of the same problem that How did um, it's just like kind of the entirety of being a rival and Pokemon rivals that are like the arguably more important than the gym leaders because they're with they, you most of the journey. Yeah. And, uh, their attitude and the way that, and they're like, their way is like, it helps or hinders, um, like as a, as a supporting character, even though it's a rival, it's like the number one supporting character, and uh, you sit there and How was unbearable because he had nothing to him. And I think Namona has the same problem: is that all she is is like, you know, like weird battle stalker. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she's already a champion. Mm-hmm. She's trying to make you stronger. So that she has someone to battle with. So yeah, she might be creepy battle stalker, but she's not like, haha, you only have, I mean, actually she kind of was until fucking uh, <clears throat> Clavel showed up and she's like, oh, you beat this guy. All right, here's my fucking Pokemon. And I'm like, no, hold up. This is one-on-one. <laughs> but no, I actually do like Nimona as a character so far. Now, like I said, I haven't gotten all the way through the game yet. So, so here's the thing that I don't, there's two sides of this. Because obviously none of us have finished the game, so we don't really know how that develops further. 
But the the problem that I have with the game that I played so far is that Nimona does not develop in any way, shape, or form. I mean, I, I would, will try to avoid spoilers, but I I do I that's that's a problem. Yeah, like it, it, it's just battle buddy the whole way through. Yeah. It's like you know, and which I guess you know, <laughs> I mean, here we are over criticizing the story of a Pokemon character, <laughs> but. But in the same token, I do believe that some other rivals just had more life to them. Well, so Hop and Marnie are both technically your rivals and Bede in Gen 8. I never know if I'm saying that dude's name right. I, I, don't, I think it's Beatty. Bede, <laughs> Beatty, whatever. But a little, a little above the E could have helped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least yeah. we would know. But the problem is, is that it's based on English. Because Galar is Great Britain. So it's got to be Beatty. Well, I would almost say it's Bede. Bede. His name uh, is now Bede. <laughs> oh! oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, BD, yeah, probably, but. Yeah. That's still a shit name. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Because you have Marnie and Hop, and that's just their better names. Yeah. They're memorable. <laughs> But those three are your technical rivals in Sword and Shield. And you have Arvin, who I do know more of his story, and he's the best character in the game. Easy. But <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Easy. Hop really is like he's living in his brother's shadow, so he's trying to find his own way in the mm. world because his brother is the champion of Galar. Marnie is kind of living in her brother Pierce's shadow, but she's like, you know, I'm going to fucking be better than him. And then BD is the, like, the Pokemon tournament is sponsored by the big power company of the region. And he's sponsored by the chairman of that company. So he's the chosen trainer. Like, if anybody's going to be able to take down Leon, it's supposed to be this guy. Right. Even though you and Hop are sponsored by Leon himself. And then as soon as... As soon as BD, I'm choosing BD. That's fine. That's We're path. just going to run with that um, right uh, now. As soon as he, even for a second, is perceived by the by the chairman to have slipped, mm-hmm. he immediately just balls him up and throws him aside. Mm-hmm. Makes it really deep as a character. The one, the, like when you look at Scarlet and Violet, um, I'll have to, you know, all of this was with the big disclaimer that my stupid ass wasn't able to finish the game. Um, but, <laughs> you know. No, we might revisit this topic in like a couple of weeks or something. And yeah. The mm. post-game yes. Scarlet Violet. Yeah, yeah. I think that, I, I would say that's worthwhile. Because, yeah, we have to get our custom teams from Pokemon Home. And we got Yeah, so we got to get it, that meta. It, 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 almost that like, meta. Yeah, yeah. it almost like it, it blows up again. So, hey. Yeah. Uh, but. She's got how syndrome, dude. And uh, Arvin, without, once more, without spoilers, uh, it makes me very sad. Well, because that's the funny part, right? Because the first interaction I had with Arvin, I didn't like him. Oh, immediately, I was like, this is the worst guy. Well, here's the thing. That was the same. Yeah, no, when I I first met him, I was like, this is going to be the guy. And I'm just like, fuck this guy. (laughs) It's like so weird because like, his, uh, like, even the fact that he has, like, like, his character design 
when I first saw him in the uh, in the trailers, I totally had a different expectation of what his archetype was going to be. Right, right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he came. I mean, he was whiny. He was pushy. He was like. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like here's the thing. He, he was awkward and had no social skills. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> like when you wear the black trench coat in high school. Like it's oh, like he's like mid eighty. <laughs> he, he would be a fedora. Yeah. 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 I was that, friends with those guys in high school. And I, <laughs> I was one of those guys in high school age. <laughs> I, I had a very friend group in high I, school. I had a fedora. <laughs> I got over my fedora days in middle school, so. No. Fedora no. days is a is the new visual novel. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> They're all from Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're continuing that trend, huh? Hey, check out the new fedora I got. I don't think it looks stupid. <laughs> so we're Son looking at fedora bitch. with t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. We're looking at fedora with trench coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're looking at um, fedora with jean jacket. Yeah, 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 with yeah. jean jacket. So you got like rugged fedora. <laughs> you have a um, mysterious fedora with the with the long coat. Yeah. And then you have lazy fedora with the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah lazy yeah. fedora with the t-shirt. Um, the fedora with the with the actual suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only proper, arguably right. proper form of fedora. Yes. Nah, uh, it was bad. Mine was a pinstripe fedora. His was a pinstripe. Mine fedora. was a pinstripe oh, fedora. Fuck. It is skull. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! I had that same fedora. Ah, oh, oh what? You got it from Spencer's, yes, didn't you? I did. I. <laughs> Wolf. But I did not expect this, this to go this way. I, I did not either. Holy I have shit. just learned something and it is worse. No, but it's even worse because like maybe you didn't have anybody to check that against. He had me to check it against. <laughs> and I kept telling him it was fucking stupid. <laughs> and, he, the... and he wouldn't stop. And I didn't have any. You want to talk about my fashion sense along that time? It was like weird red basketball shorts, a plain white tank top, and a fedora. Nah, I at least had like the button ups that I wear now still. I had the shirts with like the dragons and samurai on them though. I didn't understand what the collared shirt was <laughs> when well, I was that age. I had those over shirts that had like the flames and the fucking shit on them, and then I was wearing shorts. Yeah, yeah. I had a skull. I had too many skulls. I had a skull shirt. I didn't. I, didn't, I had an LA Ink skull print t shirt. I thought it was the coolest motherfucker on the planet. And I was. Oh, man. In the interest of solidarity, I was a chain wallet guy. <laughs> Not, never had the chain wallet. But no. all right, I appreciate the solidarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well appreciated. We're all uh, so reliving the embarrassing parts of it. Listen. <laughs> that's part of the fun of being an adult is you can laugh at yourself. <laughs> this yeah, is true. If you make it, if you make it, then you get to laugh about your past self. We're out on the other side. I'm just wearing an overly uh, bright Rick and Morty hoodie <laughs> right now. I mean, the shit I wear to work. Have I changed that much? <laughs> so I think um, back to uh, back to my original. Uh, yeah, I can grow facial hair now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I I guess. Like weirdly enough, the uh, the story beat for me besides everything, the entirety of that game, 
besides the uh, besides the the opening beat of it, like the the school aspect wasn't too bad for me, but I think it put it's too much. I think it's all in all it captures too much of the game and it gets wrapped up too much in school. See, I think my problem is, is I don't think they actually leaned hard enough into it. And this might sound a little weird to say, but here's my thing, right? What if you had to do classes to show proficiency to then prove you could fight a gym leader? That I feel like that would have been better than gym tests. The gym tests that are in there, yeah, I think that would have been a better. Because here's the thing, because I, I kind of I also agree with Chrono on that. That if you think about games like Persona, Persona had a really good. You would think on paper, if you were to explain Persona to somebody, yeah, 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 it'd be like most of the game is you just walking around doing fuck all, basically, <laughs> and it's like, and you would think there's nothing about that that sounds enjoyable, but it's like, however, it is incredibly well crafted well paced it's engaging like it's well written it's you know everything that i think that if you're going to have a school centric story like maybe talk to atlas and like kind of get an idea of how to like really kind of engage your person your your player into that right because it feels like after you do the initial thing like we've talked about you can actually you know engage with the various teachers. And I didn't even know that. I just left. <laughs> so, so, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe if they leaned heavy, more heavily into it, then... Well, did you know that the one math teacher is actually a former gym leader? No. And I'm guessing she's Rhyme's sister. So we should probably... Once again, that is spoiler adjacent, but... I'm guessing. I'm, I mean, they look alike. I, I, I get it. Um, so... Which, I mean, that's that's what I mean. There's like little little bits that would might be like there's so much of the game and you, you picked a weird spot to just allow you to fumble it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. It, it's so, like Ansem reports in, in Kingdom Hearts. It tells you a lot about the game, yeah, but unless you're the one who wants to go through the menu and read through the, all these Ansem reports, which some people do, and then some people just don't really even recognize that they exist. No, nah, I <laughs> I did actually like the Ansem reports because I felt like they added a lot to the story. Well, that's the thing that I've heard. and if you pursue them. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is I feel like if you kind of leave it in the realm of if you I so choose. hard in Kingdom yeah and if you choose to pursue them i feel like is kind of you leave a lot of your potential story and you're kind of appealing parts of your game on the floor when it comes to if you choose to pursue them because most players your average player yeah you know because that's the thing is you know you can look at all these studies and all this crap that you know you're you're you know the attention span of people nowadays is very very short i disagree with that but i think it's a matter of you have to remember that it's generally less than 50 percent of a player base beats the game the longer the game the less likely it is that it will be beaten there's obvious exceptions because i mean it's pokemon most people are going to beat it it's like pokemon and elder scrolls are the types of games that um if you get somebody 
more or less, you're not roping casuals into Pokemon. You're not roping casuals into Elder Scrolls. But the ones who do play it, they're going to play it for a very long time, and they're going to roll the credits on it. Mm. Well, so here's the thing, right? There are casual Pokemon players who will pick it up. They'll pick six Pokemon. They'll play the story. They'll beat the Elite Four. They might do the little bit of post-game. And then they're done. They move on. And that's fine. They still roll credits on the game, technically. Right, okay. Elder Scrolls is a different beast. Mm. And... It's a longer, <laughs> longer beast. Yes and no. <laughs> that's, that's, um, start the, you get the start of the game, and then, um, and then that's it for me. <laughs> like, I've, I've got so many random other directions, and I, maybe, maybe that's what I was kind of expecting with Pokemon, but, uh. I mean, that's kind of what I've been doing, even when it was like. <sighs> On when you're on your way to the school, Nimona's like, "Oh, you can catch Pokemon. Did you know she can heal your Pokemon and give you extra Pokeballs?" Huh? Because I did spend a pretty long time in that. Area. Yeah, I just caught a shit ton of Pokemon. That's where I got my shiny Lechonk. Yeah, like I had <laughs> shiny like, Lechonk. Of all the shinies, it's possible. Fucking awesome. <laughs> the most premier. Yeah. So here, and and that's kind of, I guess, my problem is that I was kind of expecting that. I was kind of expecting, like, the free agency of, you know, something like Elder Scrolls. And that's only because it was kind of marketed to you in that way. Right. And the, the reason why I don't like how they pulled it off is because they even give you dialogue options to say yes or no to some of these things that they're bringing up. Okay. It's like, you want to do this? And you're like, and I, I, I'll tell you with my rival. I was like, nope. I was like, I don't want it. Okay. And she's like, ah, you'll, it'll grow on you. And it's like, turns out it kind of has <laughs> So here's my thing with that, though, right? I'm not sure that's necessarily the issue with Pokemon. That's an issue with JRPGs. Yeah. More than <laughs> it just being Pokemon. Because here's the thing, right? If you're in an Elder Scrolls game and they're like, oh, can you do this for me? No. Okay, I'll be here for when you're ready. And you never have to talk to them again. Can you go kill these bears for me in a JRPG? No, I don't really want to do that. Okay, thanks for going to kill these bears for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, I guess I'm going to kill some bears. <laughs> did I just get railroaded? <laughs> you damn sure did. Go kill them bears. I'll see you when you're back after killing the bears. <laughs> but... I will say this, though, like, like for me personally, because I, I feel like this was kind of a special experience for me, even though I've spent, I've, I feel like I've spent the better part of this episode just <laughs> railing on anything Pokemon. <laughs> so, um, gotta hate them all. And then a, a, any of our three listeners that is, uh, that is checking this out right now, that's like, why do you give it a nine? Well, so <laughs> here's the thing. <laughs> When when I first booted that game up, and this is, the, I feel like even like the Metacritic score, like the user Metacritic score that we were talking about earlier, this is all a, it's a smaller part of a bigger problem. Because, yes, you can look at Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and say that there's some technical issues, there's some perhaps pacing issues, there's maybe some issues with some of the characters, or whatever the issue might be. The bigger problem is, is that right now we are giving an excessive amount of negative feedback to a positive step in the right direction. Yeah, that's fair. And okay. and I think that when we look at something like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, 
you know, it is a reasonably successful new step for Pokemon. And if everyone's going to go and land base it in all the reviews and everyone's going to sit there and whine about this at the earth, you know what we're going to end up with? You start in a starting town, you go through route one to this town, and then you go through route two. And it, so it's going to go back to that boring, formulaic, same old, <laughs> same old. So I think that when people are being so critical of something that... Now, mind you, nothing in this game is game-breaking. Skyrim launched with worse game-breaking, save-corrupting glitches that ruined your entire save file and still came out with better reviews user-wise than Pokemon Scarlet and Violet did. Yeah, and it's still, is crazy. And it's getting re-released still this day. So it's like it took them that long to get the game right. It took the right, best of them. Just- feel like that's a creative bankruptcy of bethesda agreed uh, agreed there i'm sick of that term now <laughs> whenever somebody says creatively bankrupt um on this fucking show um it's always been something that's gonna try to like take the fucking head off of something you're talking about and it's never fucking bad enough to get that type of fucking <laughs> okay but you know what's not creatively bankrupt pokemon scarlet and violet Yes, that and that's what I'm saying. This was, you know, you have auto battles to streamline your overworld travel, battling and leveling up, grinding, item collecting, whatever it might be. I now no longer have to sit here and sit through this slog of, you know, and it could be anything, even if you're over-leveled, right, and you battle this Pokemon, for some reason, it hits you with a paralysis. And this paralysis just slice the fuck you up today. And for three turns in a row, I can't attack. Yeah. And it's like... I hate now, paralysis. Now I get... Uh, yeah, I guess this level fucking shit-kicking 15 asshole. I'm like, I'm sitting here and I can't do anything against him. And, you know, just this thing that grinds your entire pace to a complete halt. And they have done a lot of things to improve that. They, you know, they streamlined the ability to go from you didn't play the game to you are now viable in a multiplayer aspect to play with your friends and to, you know, to go on raids and this, that, and the other thing. You know, they, they, the, you know, the open world is undeniably a good thing for Pokemon. It's, it's a good fit. It felt right. When you booted the game up, you knew something was just fresh and different. And this was a very, there was passion into this game. You felt that there was passion into this game. Even though there might be misses here and there might be misses there, there was definitive passion in the game. And I think that type of thing needs to be... You need Rewarded. To, yeah, rather than, you know, a two? <laughs> I've, I've played two out of ten games. This is not a two out of ten game. On yeah. its worst day, this is not a two out of ten game. <laughs> no, and like I said, I'm at a seven right now. That can go up or down, depending on where things go. I'm expecting it to go up because I am enjoying the game. Mm. The thing is, is I would probably give Arceus an 8, and I would give Sword and Shield a 9. You would rank Sword and Shield higher. That's For now. Okay, fair enough. I... So... I, I think... 
the the difference in the meta, the the overarching meta versus the user scores. It's it's kind of a symptom of um, like you the the idea of review bombing one way or the other is becoming like almost glaringly stupid. Yeah, glaringly painfully obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think this is this is one of those things where if you if you looked at that two point five, you'd completely pass it up. Um it's it's really worth playing. It's a game that's absolutely worth playing. Um uh I thought that I was gonna get really deep into the meta of it. I don't think I'm going to, and I think I'm actually kind of okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, you know, it's 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 a social glue, and they've made it up. I mean, even playing Pokemon back back in the day with your friends, you were not playing with your friends, right? You were playing around you were, your friends. <laughs> yeah, you were competing with them. because mm-hmm. yep. it was to see who could get to Mewtwo first or whatever. Yep. Yeah, and this. I think this game is in the weirdest way uh, short of just barring you from online play at all and like making it so that you can't battle. They've made battling such a thing where you can pursue it as much or as little as you want. You know, as far as like, um, you know, just the game itself or battling competitively. Yeah. That, um, like it is, it's it's not, it's not your father's uh, Pokemon game. And uh, <laughs> even though I've, my father's never played Pokemon, but that's the knowledge. That's the analogy I'm going to use for it. Um, it is, it's really good. And uh, yeah, don't trust reviews. Get mm-hmm. out there and experience it. I think I agree. Yeah. I I feel like especially if you're someone that hasn't played a Pokemon game in a while, like Crimson, mm-hmm. I think you'll enjoy it because it is such a big shakeup. Mm-hmm. And I I think the the technical issues that everyone's talking about are that much more apparent when you have a nice, well clipped together YouTube video showing off all the problems with the game. And you could do just the same thing with pretty much any game out there. Right. So I think when you sit there and you listen to some of these reviews and you they say that there's all these technical issues and you would think that as soon as you jump into this game, you're going to be wrought with all the horrible, just I'm clipping through the ground. I felt like they. I saw one where somebody fell through the ground. And I'm like, I have played a pretty extensive amount of that game and I would, can't help but think you tried to make that glitch happen. Because I never have I just accidentally fell through the ground in the game. Well, that's the thing, right? That's the problem is, is that somebody was probably like, oh, I was doing this thing, and then this happened. And then someone's like, oh, I can replicate those steps. And then they've seen other people's like, this is what I did. This is what happened. Because the one I saw was, is it was a dude just hopping off and on of uh, Kuraidon, maybe mm-hmm. Miraidon, a bunch, like, rapidly. And then he just got super tall and, like, Jack Skellington-esque. Yeah, the, the it weird wasn't even, stretch skeleton thing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't even, like, a bad one because they could still play the game, but they were intentionally trying to do it because it took, like, seven or eight tries. Yeah. And, and breaking the game is sometimes fun. 
Yeah, and, and I feel, <laughs> I, I, now the thing is, I feel like people will make a living out of doing that, but don't don't sit there and say that this game is flawed because you can happen to find some wacky exploit because there's still people who play Cyberpunk till this day, and Cyberpunk's launch was arguably significantly worse. No, it was worse. And the user scores don't reflect it in a two-point whatever. Okay, so of, Cyberpunk, when it was in that state, was very close to this, but you have to understand that the Netflix anime came out, which kind of gave it a renaissance. Mm. And then all those people were picking up the game a year later. Yeah. So they were getting, they were getting the patched fixed, but, uh, one thing that cyberpunk managed to maintain is that all of its rideable vehicles had uh, wheels and Miraidon um, <laughs> has wheels. Koraidon does not have wheels. No, Koraidon <laughs> has wheels that he does not use. And that is a massive problem. And with that, we are we are at the last call. We are critical hits. This was Line and Kugel's chocolate uncle. Um, got better throughout the show. <laughs> a great, great, uh, great beer tonight. And, yes, uh, yes, it was. A perfectly. Sweet. Hey, the beer and the Pokemon game were right? the same. Oh yeah, seventh. Um, except for this guy who. Oh, or was it ten out of nine? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Close. <laughs> but either way you rank it, it was a sweet offset to a lot of bitter fucking takes. Um, <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, go ahead and subscribe on Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere you can podcast. Uh, we will see you next Thursday. Till then, drink hard and play responsibly. Critical hit is blasting off again. (laughs) (laughs) Figured I'd have to close it that way. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs)